Hello, everyone, and welcome to an exciting episode of A Little Something Gay. Y'all, the time has come for a very special guest today. The often spoken of, but rarely witnessed, the lost brother, Johnny Stewart. Lost brother. Wow. (laughs) (laughs) Now, does that offend? I'm sorry. No, it's fine. (laughs) I only say that because... Kim and I sort of have the same circle of friends. Yeah. And whenever you get brought up, they're like, oh, you have a brother? It's like, yeah, he's he lives in another city and blah, blah, blah. But how does that, I mean. It's, it, it's funny. You just It makes it sound like I just crawled out of a, a MAGA cave or something. <laughs> I like to think of it as you were gone at war and you've come back. Um, so you have listened to the podcast before. I listened to your first episode. I have not listened to the others yet. Okay, that's fine. There's only been two others, so you're not, you know, you're not too far behind. Um, but I like to start out by asking my guest, how do you identify? Okay, so as far as your sexuality. Oh, uh, heterosexual. There you go. Okay. Wow. Well, now I'm interested in what, well, what you're okay, going to say. So when I took psychology classes in college. Here we go. One of the biggest <laughs> things they talk about is there's a big difference between... Um, gender and sex gender from a psychological perspective are the cultural roles we take on so that would typically mean girls have long hair and makeup boys wear blue and play with trucks whereas your sex is just more biological you know what what chromosomes do you have what what were you at birth that kind of thing so while people say that person doesn't fit certain gender roles that's fine a lot of people don't but it's then you get it's a whole another matter when you say they uh identify as a different sex and that kind of stuff so that's why i wanted to be accurate when answering very nice that was very succinct (laughs) you're very smart (laughs) i have my moments (laughs) you you have advanced degrees i do yeah what do you what you got so i have an associates a bachelor's a master's and i'm working on my doctorate in education and next, uh, this November, I'll start another master's. So Just because? Uh, I get in a pretty significant discount with the university. Oh. And so I figure, why not? It's, it's a master's of uh, arts and educational leadership, and that'll allow me to bypass some of the testing you have to do to be a principal or a superintendent. And so I'll get the degree and bypass that. So it sets me up a little bit better when I finish... Uh, school so i can you know move out of what i'm doing now fabulous i hope so yeah well that kind of leads me into the next uh item on the outline i just wanted you to kind of tell us a little bit about yourself and you have sort of gotten the ball rolling sure. but tell us a little more about yourself so i'm the eldest of the Stuart children apparently i've been at war that's that's cool mm-hmm. i i saved a bunch of orphans or lost at sea no that's cool too yeah um I'm well on. i guess that's me isn't it ghoul <laughs> was you (laughs) and so i i like to teach uh, i teach uh, at a university here in tulsa part-time and i'm getting my degree so that way i can move out of the role i have now as a manager at a restaurant and i just want to do something different i don't know what that is yet but i'd really like to i probably like to get into higher education whether that's teaching as a professor or admin or stuff like that. And then uh, when I'm not doing those things, I play uh, drums for one of the, the Life Church's uh, multi-campus place, but I mostly play for the one in Owasso. And yeah, I like uh, motorcycles too. Who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean, have you ridden one one? I've not. We should. When it gets warm again, we should do it. Okay. You don't think so? Well, why not? They're fun. Okay. They're not fun on a highway. So I usually... Super. Well, it's just... It's not enjoyable. So it's... You're sitting there and it's 65 mile an hour wind hitting you in the face. Uh Uh-huh. You're trying to hold on. Any little bits of stuff that cars kick up hits you in the face. And it's just very unpleasant. But like... (laughs) Like going down Riverside, 40, 45 miles an hour. yeah. It's really enjoyable. That would be nice. It's like having a convertible. It's just very enjoyable. Okay. And so that's what I do. I have a smaller bike because I just ride around town. Well, then I'd be, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, will you let me drive it? Uh, yeah. 
Really? Yeah. We'll need to practice a little bit. Is it yeah. hard? No. You just have to... Can You You can drive a standard still, can't you? Yeah. You just have to learn so your uh, throttles your right hand. It's a uh-huh. twist. but And then your left hand is the clutch. I'm really good at, at multitasking with my hands. Good for you. In a circular fashion? Well, yeah. Yeah. In a yeah. grippy kind of... Mm-hmm. And if you can get that, and then, but the other tricky part is the brake is on your right hand. So you have to let go of the gas to grab the brake. Oh, you yeah. know what? I, I changed my mind. It's too much for me. Well, there's a foot brake too on the right. And nope, then, you lost me. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll just ride. Is there a sidecar? Can I ride in the sidecar? No, but we could get you a scooter. Those are usually uh, automatic transmission. You don't have to worry about anything. I, I could, I've driven a scooter before. Have you? See, I've never yeah. done a scooter. In Cozumel, I, I drove one. I would like to. So I, I've never done a scooter. It was fun. I think it'd be fun. They had them down in Florida last time we were there. But they also had these golf carts with big gaudy rims on them. No, that, I'm into that. Okay, well, they had those everywhere, too. I could get into that. And they were on the road, and they drove too slow, and just, you know, every fat Midwesterner, you know, in town had one, so it was just so annoying. I'm not familiar with fat Midwesterners. Really? No. I'll just open the door and hit a rock. <laughs> So, Johnny. Yes. This is a podcast about the gay experience. Is it? Spoiler alert. I hate to oh, I hate to just spring this on you. Um what what are your thoughts on the queer experience? I'm I'm going to use queer as sort of a blanket term. Okay, yes. Yeah, so I was going to ask you about that. So, what is what does queer encompass? Okay, so I think um the current literature is saying it is Anyone who does not identify as heterosexual. Okay. So anything outside of that? I'm going to say yes. Um, I don't know. I mean, I, it's not something I align with, I would say, but I also don't see any reason that people of that identify in a different way than me should be you know, marginalized or disrespected or anything like that, because that's, that's really not what I believe. I think so many times, if you tell people you're religious, unfortunately, automatically, you know, a bigot and closed minded is always associated with you. And I, I don't think that's fair. I mm-hmm. think there's, there's a big difference between tolerance and acceptance. Mm-hmm. And just cause I don't accept someone's lifestyle doesn't mean I wouldn't tolerate it and, you know, show them, the love that I'm supposed to have for them regardless of their lifestyle choices. So Mm -hmm. while I don't necessarily agree with it, I don't see any reason that I shouldn't be, you know, cordial and pleasant and civil to people who are different from me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. At best, I need to be kind and compassionate to someone I disagree with. If I'm ever going to have the chance to have influence to maybe share with them my point of view of their lifestyle. Okay. Yeah. You explain that really well. And there's just, there's no room for that anyway, you know, especially with my religious beliefs. There's no room for looking down on anyone else because I'm no better than anyone else. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just as lost and broken as the next person. So for me to be that hypocritical, I just, I have to stop and say, no, that's, that's not who I want to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think it's really, uh, that's really admirable that you can, step back and see that aspect and omit that part of it. Well, and that's, that's all of us, you know? So if, if first of all, I have to be self-reflective and say, I'm not perfect. I fall short of the standard all the time. Even so I even more so should have compassion and, you know, empathy for other people. You know, I don't, I do a very, very bad job of showing compassion to other people, but I do try to make sure that I am thoughtful before I speak. If it's, you know, if I really want to try to, if it's someone important to me, you know, Mm -hmm. so. Am I important to you? You are. (gasps) Yeah, very much so. What a a nice thing to say. Yeah. (laughs) Again, uh, a person who turns away a blood relative or a relative in need is, is worse than a non-believer. So, yeah. Uh, even more so, I should be opening and hospitable to family, which I have a hard time with. But at least but, you're trying. Uh, I am. I need to try more. Um, I don't have 
a great, I wouldn't say a great relationship with our parents, but mm. I think, you know, when, uh, how do, do, does our, does your audience, does our audience know about, uh, our upbringing with, you know, dad losing his job and all that kind of stuff? Oh, we didn't really talk much about it. I don't think. I think that happening, it affected all of us in a different way, uh-huh. you know, and it's just interesting to see how that's changed who we probably would have become. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I do think back, think back on that a lot. What would happen if we had not left California? Yeah. Or if we had, even if we had moved, if we had not come back to Oklahoma, what would, what would have happened? I wondered that too. Yeah. Do you remember that time we were at that, that like picnic or that party on Treasure that, Island? Yeah. Or Yeah. Treasure Island. Yeah. yeah. And do you remember those two, those two boys that came up to us and they were like, oh yeah, I was doing um, lines of Adderall and blah, blah, blah. And we were like, yes. they were so innocent. Oh, I, I look back on that. Yeah. They were saying, oh, we had a party after our parents went to sleep, they were home and they came in my room at like two in the morning. And I had 14 people in there and I'm thinking, oh my God. Okay. I just watched some dirty movies from time to time. You know, well, the you. Cinemax after dark, not, not even like dirty, dirty soft. Oh work. yeah. No, no. We just didn't. soaped up butts and that's right. Men humping and, the, and uh, yeah. A simulated uh, yes. acts of love. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there was any love there. Probably not. No, probably not. Um, what was your thought when I came out? Uh, perfectly honest, I thought it was for attention. It was a really rough time for all of us. I've never done anything for attention, though. That's true. You don't. You're a very shy person. I'm uh, a little waffle. I'm a I, shrinking violet. I'm very interested to see if you ever come out of your shell. <sighs> yeah. We're all waiting. The world's waiting with bated breath. And, you know, I, I'll be honest with you. I do wonder what would have happened if if you still would have gone down that same path had everything not worked out the way it did. Because I, I feel like that was a very tumultuous time. Mm. And I don't know if that was just the age you were coming into or if all the other circumstances added to that or took away. From, I don't know. But no, when you first said it, I thought, no, nope, this is this is for attention. Because you were a Great. witch there for a while, too. Yeah, I was. So I kinda, <laughs> I, there was some precedent. They're like, okay, well, this is okay. I think every... I, I see that a lot with, with young gay people as they go through their witch phase. <laughs> oh really a lot of them yeah <laughs> like like with all the incense and everything oh yeah oh my gosh do you still do that no oh, okay no <laughs> i remember driving it's hard you. to keep up with and we were in tulsa one time we were i we we're both still in high school and you had me drive you to the witch's shop for incense oh yeah i i don't even, I don't remember what the name it was i know it was down on peoria it's down on brookside yeah it's oh, still, there. still there uh-huh. oh my gosh no it's on cherry street yes we just we, we went past there today actually oh wow yeah yeah i, I remember and your room always smelled like a sultan's bed chambers <laughs> <laughs> it's because i liked i like to light incense and then i would close the door and like close the vent so the smoke would just hang in oh there. good lord yeah like an 18th century opium den <laughs> Do you still play video games? Uh, no, not really. Because I tell everybody, like, all these man children that are my age that still play video games, mm-hmm. and they'll ask me sometimes, dude, do you play? I was like, no, I'm not really good at them, but my brother was like a savant with this stuff. Because I remember <laughs> you you could destroy those games. Yes, I was very good. Yeah, you were good. I had just my mic there. Yeah, I don't really keep up with it. It's expensive. Mm-hmm. It's time-consuming. Yes. I have, I mean... Facebook's not going to check itself. It's not. And Instagram's not. Those likes aren't, aren't going to like themselves. Yep, they're not going to post themselves. And yeah. Yeah. I got things to do. Yes, you do. I'm, I'm curious yeah. to know something. Mm. Who's your celebrity crush? Okay. Am I, is this straight celebrity or what am I going for <sighs> here? You just opened up a whole nother doorway that I think we should explore. Okay. So, okay. So who's your, who's your straight celebrity crush? Probably Jessica Chastain. Interesting. Very attractive. Why? Um, it is the... Well, you have a thing for redheads, obviously. I Your do. wife is redheaded. I do. And she has very... I don't know how to say it. They're very striking features. She has very features. Yes. Yes. And that very... Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, very similar. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Sort of that, that pixie-like face. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah. But yeah, Jessica She's a wonderful Chastain. actress. 
Yeah, she's fine. I, I haven't oh, seen her. Oh, you're not worried about that. Okay. Uh, yeah. I, see. I, I mean, I, I don't think I'd ask her her methods, you know, in... It could come up in the boudoir. It could come up in the... Uh, if Oh, it's like we were role-playing. Well, I don't know. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what your proclivities are. And I'd have to give her notes before we continued. All right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I felt your performance is a bit wooden. Could we please... Can we reshoot That's that not the only thing wooden in the room. Boom, boom, hi uh, I love her and the help when she's got that itty bitty little waist and her boobs are pushed right up to her chin. Which one? Jessica Chastain. Well, they're both in it. Oh, you're right. Yeah. So Jessica Chastain. <laughs> Sorry. Not yes, BDH. She, she is very, very attractive in that movie. She's great in that movie. Okay. Now. Yes. We're going to flip the coin over here. Okay. And who is your same sex attraction? Oh, so if I went that way? Yeah, sure. Um, you would have to peel me off of Brad Pitt. Okay. And why is that? Because I feel like his heyday was definitely a while ago. And yet you're still riding well, the Brad Pitt train. Know. I think you kind of imprint on some of these people, you know, oh, at okay. a certain time. So uh-huh. I, we found him in the, you know, the late nineties and it's like, that is a good looking man. Yes, he was. You know? He still is. He still, you know, he's not bad. And he's just got this kind of a, he's got that swagger about him. You know, that's that that confidence, that aura of. I believe Ariana Grande would call that big dick energy. Really? Yeah. Okay. You just you know you got it. You just. He does. He has. BDE. It. He he. Yes. So. Have you seen his nudes? They're out there. Really? Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Is it impressive? Yeah. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> you know he's from here. Yes, he was born somewhere in Oklahoma. Yeah. I want to say somewhere like uh, he grew up in sulfur. He grew up in Missouri. <gasps> the opposite of us. Yeah, yeah. Huh. His brother. I want to say he's something there, like a mayor or something. I didn't even know Brad Pitt had a brother. Uh-huh. Oh, and uh, Rob Lowe, also a, a very handsome man. Rob Lowe. Yes, I. You said Rob Lowe, and immediately I thought Robert Downey Jr. And I got very excited about that because I adore him. Oh, the Downey. I just rewatched Sherlock Holmes, the first one. He's so good in that. He's so good in that. Yeah. I think he nails. He's one of those, and there, I think there's very few of them, the actors that can actually encompass someone else. Mm-hmm. Like, he can do it. Johnny Depp does it anytime he does the Pirates movies. Oh, yeah. There's there's a couple of those people that really can just, they almost disappear. Yeah. And then there's people that totally don't, like a Nicolas Cage. I mean, he's he's Nick Cage in every movie. <laughs> he's got a new show coming out that looks really good. Really? It's, it's all about swear words. Okay, he could probably do all right yeah. with that. Yeah. They're supposed to be making another National Treasure. <gasps> I know. I hope they do. I know. I, I hope am, they steal that Declaration of Independence again. I will be front row watching those dumpster fires. Now listen, those are really good movies. They're not, but I love them. <laughs> they're, I, they're they're good. They're just popcorn flicks, you know. Oh, they're great for what they are. Yeah, yeah. But you're never going to hear. And the Oscar goes to. <laughs> you're right about that. That is something you are right about. Um, my last episode, Kim and I talked a little bit about television, specifically how we are sort of in a golden age of television right now. Do you have any programs that you are are so streaming or I just, are obsessed with? Just finished Parks and Rec. Oh, really? Very Loved good. It. Did you watch 30 Rock ever? I did. did and I like got it? about halfway through. And for whatever reason, I just stopped watching it. But I liked it. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Did you not like it? I love 30 Rock. Oh, yeah. I was a big fan. Yeah. Uh, my all-time favorite is Frasier. Oh, yes. Uh, big time. But right now, the other one I watch is Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's a good one, too. That is a good one. It should be coming back pretty soon. All right. Yes, because NBC picked them up. What about Drag Race? Are you a Drag Race fan? You know, I'm not. Only because I feel like all those guys are so cliche. And and there's and it's not just Drag Race. Mm-hmm. It's like any reality show, and that's why I don't like reality shows. Is I feel like they're all just so cliche and scripted, and you know exactly what's going to happen. Well, yeah, the early seasons of Drag Race are good because they're not as produced. Really? Yes. Season four is my favorite. Because and that's so. I would say no, I'm not a fan, but more so because. It's just like all other all other reality TV to me. And you're not a big fan of reality TV. I'm not. I don't. Fair just because it's. I think it's incredibly misleading. First of all, because hardly ever is it reality TV. If you want reality TV, watch a documentary. These shows have you know 20 writers on there, and you're thinking, okay, why do they have that? Why is that necessary? Mm-hmm. And 
and they all talk. I hate how they teach them. I don't know if it's like a class or something they all go through, but like when Michelle watches Teen Mom or My 600 Pound Life, all the people on there talk with the exact same inflection. Mm. My boyfriend went out again tonight. I just don't know how I'm ever going to trust him with the baby. Every episode. If Meryl Streep is listening, she's quaking <laughs> in her boots. That was really good. It's like, okay, how can the people from Florida, Texas, California, Utah, and New York all talk the exact same way? I'm not a big fan of it. Well, they all watch Keeping Up with the Kardashians, and so they have that Calabasas inflection. I'd rather eat a bullet. I would. T- I don't really like that if show very much. If it's on, I leave the room. Yeah. Oh, I hate it. They're pretty awful. Because I feel like I'm almost approving of their bad behavior by watching their show. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Like, oh, it's, it's like, like you're watch- not going to reward that. Oh, it's like watching a dog chew on your favorite shoes and just going, oh, good job. Yeah, praising them. No. Oh. No, thank you. No, thank you. you give them the Caesar Milan and... You know. Get that neck. That's... Yes. <laughs> I just finished his book. Was it, was it good? It's okay. Um, it's... I mean, it's, it's exactly what you think it would be, uh. but he does have a couple of those, like he says, touch them on the neck because for whatever reason, when they're puppies, that's where you, the mom touches to get their attention. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. And so you, if you want to get them to stop or pay attention, you touch them on the neck. And if you want them to stop biting, you make the claw and you gently grab them by the neck because that's how an older dog would address their biting. Wow. Uh, on I'm going to take that home and on the neck or on the top of the head. All right. So, and it's more about just not the pressure, but the holding it until they relent what they're doing. Okay. And you let go. Okay. All right. Ooh, watch your feet. You're shaking the mic a little bit. Oh, sorry. It's all right. She's very sensitive. Oh, okay. Did you name them? Uh, Yes. Okay. This one is Microphonesia. And that one is Melinda. Phonisha and microphone two. <laughs> that, that's better. <laughs> um, well, speaking of television, yes, there's a show that you and I actually both enjoy and quote frequently. That's right, and it is the Golden Girls. It is indeed. Now, the Golden Girls is definitely. Hmm, I'll say this: a lot of queer identifying people are drawn to that show. Okay, so why is that? Well, I was going to ask you what your take on that was. Okay, so I wonder if it's just because the 80s represented such a, for lack of a better word, flamboyant time. Mm -hmm. You know, the the ridiculous colors and the -the over-the-top outfits really kind of found their home in the 80s. And I wonder if people who are trying to come into their own and figuring out who they are just look at that and go you know what that suits me a lot better than whatever else or perhaps that was the show they watched as kids when they felt different and they aligned with it or i don't know yes i think it also has a lot to do with um i think there's something to be said about older women still having a vibrant sexuality Mm -hmm. when it wasn't necessarily uh acceptable yeah i think there's something to be said about gay men also realizing they can have a sexuality that it within the mainstream is not considered uh acceptable so they were outliers just like they would identify i say they twice the characters were outliers and the people watching it also identify as outliers bingo Mm. but you know what though homosexuality has become such a mainstream thing now i wonder i know I wonder if the popularity of that show will continue into another generation. Well, yeah, because it's really funny. It is funny. Also, I think there's something to be said about old women saying naughty things. <laughs> and it was so, you know, you think It's like watching it. a priest smoke. Yeah, the show was like 30 years ago, yeah. you know, and it's just, it still holds up for the most part. All of them are dead now except for Betty White. That's right. The national treasure that is Betty White. Put her into cryogenic stasis right now. <laughs> we need her. We do. Yes, she is an American treasure. But is it just because she's lived longer? I think so. (laughs) I don't know. I just think she's great. Because aside from that, can you name anything you like? Critically acclaimed role by Betty White. Well, she was great in The Proposal as Grandma Annie. Okay. (laughs) She's wonderful in bringing down the house. 
Oh, that's right. <laughs> I need my little poker buddy. <laughs> she calls him something too. She says, we have to comb your hair. You look like a fag. That's right. <laughs> and I knew you knew what it was, but you didn't want to say it. So I'll say it for you. I wasn't 100% sure. And I didn't know if that kind of is like the N word where you kind of have to be in the club to use the secret code words you know it's funny you say that because it used to really bother me anytime somebody said it or it was said and now i find myself using it a lot more mm, you've you've taken over the word with the i might have to cut all this out <laughs> with, with the fever, with the fever pitch of our uh cancel culture i'm i try to be very careful about the the words I, yeah yeah that i put into uh prosperity (laughs) (laughs) i'll have to to re-listen and see how that sounds (laughs) can you not say that stuff i I mean my audience is not very far reaching i think i have about 135 people but i do think it's really interesting the words they don't say anymore like they'll cut out uh retarded or like retard Uh on stuff yeah whereas they'll let gd fly all day long you can say shit now too Yes. On a lot of stuff. They do say it on a lot of stuff now. Yeah. yeah. Isn't that crazy? It is. Um, yeah. Just to see how far... Because let's see, we grew up in the 90s, and you didn't usually get that, and you never got that extreme. You, you get some, some Ds and Bs and, and maybe an A here and there, but the, the Ss and Fs, they never made it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you can say fuck once in a you show? could say it once in a pg-13 movie isn't that crazy yes and it can't be in reference to a sexual act if i remember right oh yeah great yeah i love how versatile that word is yes you well it's it for it's, so much uh, it's a verb it's a noun it's an adjective yeah it's, it's everything a, it's an expression of exuberance it's wonderful it's great <laughs> that's why i can't wait for nick cage's show to come out because it's all about swear words Oh, he'll be great. Yeah, he's 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 got his PhD in that. <laughs> he's. I think the first time I ever heard somebody say it was Nicolas Cage in Face Off. Oh, so I probably heard it in Die Hard. You are a big Die Hard fan. I am. Well, so's mom. Yeah, and she introduced it to me way too young. And she, well, well, yeah, but oh yeah, it's still my favorite movie. It's a good one. Did you watch it this Christmas? I didn't. I started it because it's on HBO Max now, mm-hmm. and Roku wasn't running HBO Max yet, so I was trying to watch it on my phone, cast to the TV, and it just... Smart. It didn't work, though, because oh. it, it, well, the sound and the video had a latency, so uh-huh. it just it looked like a bad you know, foreign film. Bad kung fu movie. It was bad, <laughs> yeah, and so I I'll just forget this, but now I can now, so... But it's long. Is it? How yeah, long is it? it's like two and a half hours. That is long. And you can't watch it with anybody around, you know, at least not kids. Right. Which so, you have one. You have a small child. I do. And that would be very, cha- there's things I don't want to explain yet, you know? Fair enough. Yeah. She's only eight. She is only eight. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's fine. <laughs> um, not to, not to linger on the subject of Golden Girls, but I would, I'm very interested to know, one, who is your favorite? Two, what's your favorite episode? And three... What's your least favorite episode? My favorite character is Queen Bee. For sure. Beatrice Arthur. Yeah. Yes. Why? She, I at least thought she had the best lines. She did. Because she would do those deadpan looks. And right then, to camera. Yes. And then she would just say the, just the snarkiest thing. Shady Pines, ma. And she reminded me of Grandma. Oh, yeah. She you does know? kind of have that Grandma And vibe. I think there was just that. And I'd watch and be like, yeah, because I, I liked, you know, Grandma, too. I thought she's hilarious. She's some... You liked that bitch? No, I'm kidding. She's a cranky old lady, and <laughs> it just made me laugh. And, yeah. Favorite episode? Yeah, if you had to pick an episode, that was your favorite. Ooh, goodness. Okay. Or just one that was within the top five. So, anything, and I'm this way with most shows, anything from the first couple of seasons, I'm always down for. Oh, interesting. I, like, Frasier... First three seasons, I could rewatch those again and again and again and again. Seasons eight through eleven, I have to pick the episodes. Apparently, season eight is the the, the tough season to get through. It's, yeah, it's, sure. it's either eight or nine. Yeah, the one of the, it's a definite flush. Yeah, for sure. It's just they. It was on for eleven seasons, though, wasn't it? Yeah, 
was on for a long time. Yeah, just like Cheers, uh, they both made it 11. So Kelsey Grammer played the same person for over two decades. Because he was uh, Dr. Wow. Richard Crane on there, too, yeah. from the first season. Um, but yeah, so anything from the first three. Like, I like the one where they're getting a hurricane, and Stan is in town with... and. Uh, uncle oh gosh what's his name uncle angelo yes uncle angelo they think he's a priest uh-huh. and so you got the hurricane whenever they have weather on an episode i have no idea why that i like that yeah like all the episodes where it rains on fraser i like those two there's like I, a sense there's a sense of urgency yeah, there's an i guess or yeah. I, I like the like when it's raining and you're you're somewhere safe and it kind of just makes you feel like, there's a word for that is there yeah okay. i just saw it the other day because i i could definitely relate to that like if they're all safe somewhere on a tv show and it starts raining i feel protected too i have no idea why yeah but uh yeah and then so in anything from oh gosh let's see i didn't like the ones where it was kind of like real life like when rose's husband's penchant ran out and she had to go out looking for a job yeah I didn't like that. I didn't like it when it got too real and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. Or uh, let's see. They did a couple of them where I think Rose is in the hospital and they stretched it over two or three episodes. And it was just kind of like, all right, can we just wrap this up? And I hated her daughter. Oh, I know. Yeah. She was such a bitch. She was. She was very unpleasant. She came in. I'm worried about my mother. It's yeah. like, okay. Relax. Really? Is that why we haven't seen you in three seasons? Exactly. Is that, is that why? Exactly. Um, I know you didn't ask, but I'm going to tell you. I like to say that I am a Dorothy with a Blanche Rising. What? <laughs> what is that? <laughs> it means I identify with Dorothy, but I have my Blanchier moments. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so you're a Dorothy Sunday with some Blanche fudge sauce on top. She's sprinkled on top. Okay. <clears throat> and then my favorite episode... Uh, what is my favorite one? I rewatch them constantly. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm so happy they're on a streaming platform and I can go back and rewatch. Hulu? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I love the ones with Blanche's brother. Oh, Clayton. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, those are good. Specifically, I love when uh, Rose is trying to tell Dorothy and she whispers in her ear and Dorothy looks right in the camera and says, Clayton's a hobo? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because just the thought of Betty White leaning in and saying, Clayton's a homo. <laughs> it just didn't seem like it was in the vernacular at the time to, to, to shorten it to homo. Okay, so that would have been probably, what, 1990, maybe? Maybe, yeah. Probably, I'm, I don't know. I don't know, I don't, when, I don't know when these terms come in and come out and come back. You know, like, I didn't know we were using queer again. We're using queer again, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, probably my least favorite, and this is probably this is one that that was very respected, is uh, 72 Hours. It's the Rose Might oh, Have HIV, HIV episode. Yeah, see, that lines up with one of those real episodes <clears throat> that That's, I'm just kind of, eh. It just, I, and I, re- I, I do admit that it was, it needed, it was an episode that needed to be made. Um, I personally don't like it. Mm-hmm. It just hits a little too close to home, I think. Have you had a scare at some point? I have. Have you really? I have. Okay. But I'm good. Okay. I'm good. I would hope so. <laughs> That's, uh, I'll clean. Um, there's also another mention. Well, there's a um, uh, sort of a veiled mention of HIV when the little boy um, gets it from the blood transfusion. So Sophia is volunteering at the hospital. It's the episode where she goes to buy a nectarine. Yeah. Oh, that's a great episode. And then she gets the little boy the piece of fruit, and he's like, "They, I, I got it when they goofed up my blood transfusion." And they sort of mention they I, they they kind of mention it there too. I've never I've never caught that. <gasps> yeah. Oh yeah, I've never caught that. Yeah, I well I could be wrong, but I, that's sort of what I took from it because that to, that's kind of how it started right that, back in the back so in the eighties. That 80s. was kind of like a bottle episode, and I like those. A bottle episode. What do you mean? Okay, so when the main cast <laughs> never leave a main set. It's mm-hmm. called a bottle episode. Interesting. I wonder where did that term come from. Uh, so it re- more refers to, oh shoot! I just read this the other day. It's it, essentially it's an easy episode to pull out. You pull it out of the bottle, like it making ah. the genie come out of the bottle, like the Friends episode where no one's ready. That is my all-time favorite. That's episode. a bottle episode. 
I love that because they never leave Monica's living room. And I love that that episode is so real because it's like this is a thirty minute episode. We have a thirty minute window of time where this it's going to begin, and we has to wrap up within thirty minutes. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So yeah, those are bottle episodes. Huh. The more you know, shooting star. Uh, community, the show Community. That's where I learned a lot of these terms because one of the characters is into filmmaking and he he does a lot of fourth wall breaking. Oh. But very subtly, like mm-hmm. he goes, sure feels like we're in a bottle episode, guys. And it's it turns out to be a bottle episode. I love when they do show within a show moments. Kind of. Yeah, yeah, it was like that. Yeah. So those are my, mm-hmm. those, are, those are how I, that's how I feel about the Golden Girls. But honestly, they're all great. Mm-hmm. I could I could rewatch all of them. There's a great podcast you should listen to called Out on the Lanai. It's a Golden <laughs> Girls recap podcast. It's so good. What's Lanai? It's a porch, it's a, mom. <laughs> don't say that. Well, you kind of had t- touched on the topic of uh, gay slang, and mm-hmm. I think that'd be a very interesting thing to discuss with you um, because you are not someone that is readily in the gay lifestyle. Yeah. So I would love to balance words off of you okay okay um i'm just gonna do let's just do it off the top of our head okay just very off the cuff okay uh do you know what prep is is it like a preppy no okay then no i don't (laughs) (laughs) okay prep stands for pre-exposure prophylactic oh yeah the prep the prep up commercials with all the step up prep up. oh i hate those commercials i do too only because i've seen them a thousand times well and that's yes i'm sorry i did know I did know that one. Okay, so you knew prep. Um, uh, do you know what a bottom is? Yes. <laughs> what is it? Uh, the receiver in the game of love. There you, <laughs> there you go. I think we're going fast enough with the word love here because sometimes it, you're one lover, you're many loves. <laughs> um, okay, what's another one? Uh, do you twink? That is a diminutive homosexual yes okay young hairless typically young like small oh hairless is a big thing too usually yeah okay well and you know what a bear is yes the opposite of a twink (laughs) yes do you you know what a polar bear is an old bear it is is it yes (laughs) well then do they have is there a grizzly bear yeah what yeah really Uh uh-huh oh my gosh is there a brown bear could be. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, let's see. What's another? What What are some other good slangs? Um, are there a lot of them? Uh, no. What? Okay. Oh, what? You know what kai kai is? Is that where drag queens engage in sexual activity? When they're in drag, yes. Okay. Yes. Okay. Do you know what kiki is? No. Do, what, if you had to guess what a kiki was, what would you say? I don't know. That's what Jordan calls Kimberly. I... <laughs> a kiki is like a hangout. Oh, okay. Like we're going to sit around, cut up, and kiki. Like, please don't ruin this for me. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think it was going to be something really like just... I was worried. Filthy. I was worried. Okay. <laughs> um, Lady boy and Kai Kai. <laughs> right. Uh, <laughs> um, so we're going to look... Oh, do you know what a beard is? Yes, that is a female, a gay person uses as like a smoke screen uh-huh. kind of thing. Yes. Yes. Do you know what the hanky coat is? The hanky code? The hanky code. No. Okay. So back in the day buffet, they, guys would wear different colored handkerchiefs, like bandanas, and you would either put it in, different colors meant different things. Okay. It was like those those rubber bra- bracelets that people had in high school. It was like, the green one was like, you did it outside, or the yellow one was like, you were into pee or whatever. Um, but they would be different bandanas or handkerchiefs and depending on what side of your pants you wore it on was if you were into it like if you were into receiving it or into doing it okay interesting Uh uh-huh um okay so i'm looking i'm looking some up these are these are pretty like daddy you know what daddy is right uh no i guess i don't well what would you think if someone was someone said daddy in my head i think sugar daddy yeah sort of it's usually an older okay an older man that that uh, someone is with or into um do you know what cruising is is that just on the prowl yeah trying to pick people up okay well it's usually casual okay sex. i don't think it's gay specific is it well 
according to this website is. Is it okay? But, but they have worn like they have buns on here. Like a like a butt? Like a butt, yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, um, do you know what an otter is? No. <laughs> it is a thinner, younger version of the bear. Has nothing to do with the animal, <laughs> says this website. Just so we're clear. Well, thank yeah, th- thank you for clearing that up. <laughs> thank God. Um, oh, this is one I didn't know. Okay. Okay. Slam. Is that code for sex? It is not. Okay. It is when someone wants to snort MDMA. Okay. Off your belly button. What? That's this website says. Okay. <laughs> okay, this is a good one to end on. Yesterday. Yesterday. Life was such an easy. I was like, can you please use it in a sentence? <laughs> uh, is that a former homosexual? It is. Is it? Okay. A gay man who now refers to himself as straight, but is not. But is not. Is <laughs> oh okay. He's a yesterday. <laughs> I think we should make up a new gay slang. Okay. We should make up a slang for. Well, I guess you really need you need a need for for a word. A slang word. Yes. So then, can't hmm. really make one up if there's no need. We'll have to we'll have to ponder that. We'll, we'll That'll break. be for the next time I have you on. Okay. You'll I'll, I'll sign some homework for you. Okay. So you have a an eight year old daughter. Yes. Now, as a parent, how do you navigate the waters of dealing with issues of homosexuality and gender expression and things like that? You sort of have a leg up because you seem very learned on the difference between gender identity and sexuality. Yeah. So, and that's something I've kind of, so when, when I hear people say I'm transgender, I disagree with how they're defining it because I don't think they're defining it correctly. I think they're defining it in the popular way and not the probably more clinical way to say someone is transgender means they don't fit the roles of a standard gender for their culture. Mm -hmm. Okay. And so I would argue that people who like to get into drag are more accurately titled as transgender Mm -hmm. because they enjoy, um, adopting a gender norm that is not typical of, what they would normally be okay now if you when i would and i know it's gone out of favor but the term transsexual in my mind makes a lot more sense for someone who identifies as a sex that they are not interesting interesting because i just i feel like that's more accurate yeah from a clinical standpoint but i guess if you say transgender you can also be any sexuality and it's not well, but that's the thing. Gender and sexuality are different things. Oh, that's true. Yeah, because that's that's how I was I was taught. Uh huh. It was from the, they're two different things. Gender is just the part of your cultural norms, whereas mm-hmm. sexuality is that's biological, and and my opinion that's that's not really something you can change. You either are something or you're not. Yes. Is any more than me changing my nationality? Mm-hmm. You know that would. Oh, but you could change your nationality. And I'm sorry, my, my ethnic et- nationality. Like if I oh. started to identify as Korean, everyone right. would say to me, well, that's not possible. You're not Korean. But it almost seems like I have a double standard if we say, well, I, but I now identify perhaps as female. People would say, oh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's, it's those, it's those double standards that if someone wants to identify as something else, that's fine. I really don't care. I don't agree with it. But again, it's your life. You know, live it as you choose. Mm-hmm. But I want people to be accurate with what they call it and then how they interpret it. And I think sometimes that's where you'll get a little static. But so far, we haven't. And I've I've tried to make sure to put Jordan in a position to where we haven't had to address this yet because she is so young. At eight, I don't want her worrying about anything. Like right now, she doesn't have a, a boyfriend or she doesn't want to do anything like that. So I don't even want to introduce the many different lifestyles that she's going to come in contact with. That There will be plenty of time for that later. Mm-hmm. But what I plan to do is eventually when these questions start coming up, and I'll, I'll just be very honest and say, listen, we disagree with these lifestyles. This is not how we're going to choose to live. But we are never to be belittling or disrespectful to these people because that's not that's not living out who we claim to be as 
followers of Christ because that's what I try to always bring it back to. Mm-hmm. So no matter what, we, we always want to be from a place of tolerance, but not necessarily a place of acceptance. Mm-hmm. You know, and so that's how that's how we'll navigate that kind of stuff when when we have to actually get to that point. You know, when do you sort of see that? Happening? So I'm going to be very it's going to be very organic in that if I get away with it for five more years, we're going to get away with it for five more years. I'm going to wait until <laughs> I, you know, 13, I 14. Know. I don't know, but <clears throat> it'll we'll bring it up when she starts bringing it up. Mm-hmm. And. I don't think that's too passive. Like I, I'm not being proactive in it, but I'm also once I identify that she's actively asking questions and she understands what she's asking, mm-hmm. then that's the point where we have to start giving her real information and helping her craft the mindset that's going to be. It's it, almost like in World War II where there were people who didn't want to go to the war. They were called conscious, conscientious objectors. Yes. It'd be like that. There's a great movie with... Hacksaw Ridge. Yes. Yeah, it's excellent. That's a wonderful movie. It'll be like that. Would, we, we will respectfully disagree with someone else's lifestyle. Okay. You know? And okay. I think that is, that's as fair as you can do it. Do you think having a gay family member is going to make it easier for her to sort of understand... No, honestly, I think it's going to make it harder because she's going to have, she's going to be very conflicted mm-hmm. because she's going to have known this person and love them. But she also is going to learn that she, from her beliefs, disagrees with their lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So I could see it be very, very challenging for her. Mm-hmm. But in the same vein, we'll use that as a way to help her. Again, it's, it's about tolerance, not acceptance. We will love we will open our home. We will share with people that are different from us, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean we agree with their lifestyle or that we accept it. Mm-hmm. We just, we can be civil while we disagree. Do you think your views will ever change on, on these kinds of topics or, you know, it's interesting. So when you asked me to be on this, I was doing a little research and there was a the paper written. I didn't get to read it. I didn't, uh, take the time to dig into it because it was I think I did this on Thursday or Friday and it was talking about how it's different interpretations of homosexuality in the Bible mm-hmm. and how there might be different it might not have been so one of the examples was in Genesis um, Abraham's nephew Lot is living in the city of Sodom yeah. and he invites men to come into his home now interpretively these men are angels what they would be considered angels and the men of the town are saying bring these men out so we can have sex with them well some people would say that's a condonement against homosexuality but the author of this paper said that's probably it could be argued that's a condonement of rape or, oh or uh, not not condoning rape right and so and there were a couple of examples where they said it could be homosexuality but it could also be these things right so I don't know. Yeah. There's a lot of, unfortunately there's a lot of cafeteria Christians out there that just pick and choose the stuff they want to hear. <laughs> cafeteria like, Christian. I like, like that. a lot of them would just say, we don't identify with homosexuality and we're shunning those people. Yeah. Well, you are only half right. You don't identify with homosexuality, but you do not shun those people. You still show them the love of Christ that was shown to you. Because if your ultimate goal is to help reach more people for the kingdom, you're never going to reach them if you marginalize and disrespect them. Mm-hmm. You know, at the very least, at and that's the best case scenario. You reach them, even if you don't. You still want them to think you're special and different. You know, yeah. You should still be able to, with your behavior and actions, clearly articulate for people that per- I know what that person believes because of their actions. Yeah. You know, was it hard for you to come out as heterosexual? <laughs> You know, with, what was it like telling mom and dad with the help of my friends and family? You know, I should do that. I should sit them down one day and go, mom, dad, I'm straight. I can't live this. You have a child. I think they know. Uh, I don't know, bro. There's uh, who was it? Are you a yester straight? A yester straight. <laughs> oh, that's good. I'm trying to think of someone because I know there's. Like Elton John used to be married to a woman, but he never okay, had kids. But, but I'm trying to think. And then uh, Freddie Mercury 
had his girlfriend. Uh huh. I'm trying to think of guys that have had kids, but then later switched teams. And I can't think of anybody. I'll give you a list. Oh, are there famous people? Well, not famous people, but I know plenty. Oh, well, sure. I'm the, I'm the 50-year-old gay men at the bar with their Ed Hardy shirts on. <laughs> oh, gross. Like, you missed the window. I don't think anybody should wear Ed Hardy shirts. Not anymore, they shouldn't. Ugh, even when they were popular, it's like, ugh, ugh. But it's so shiny. Oh, it's gross. <laughs> um, You read a lot. Yeah. You're a big reader. Yes. Are you a fiction reader, nonfiction reader? So, typically... I read two books at a time because oh, it's so confusing. It's, I'd be lost. it's only because I don't have a good attention span. And so, uh-huh. because my goal is to read about 30 pages a day, uh-huh. five days a week. And I usually don't have the attention to do it with one book. Okay. So that's why I have to do two. And so typically I'm reading one book on religion and then one book either on business or self-improvement or something in that vein. Which religion? Uh, Christianity, usually. Do you ever read about any others? Yes. So I read two books last year. One's called uh, The Grand Grand Central Question, which looked at different worldviews as far as religions go. So it compared Christianity to Hinduism, Buddhism, I don't know, Hinduism, Islam, and maybe Buddhism or Judaism or one of the two. And then I've read a book called So What's the Difference? And where it looked at, I think, 10 different world religions and how they compare. Because I'm a big, um, are you familiar with apologetics? Mm-mm. Okay, that is the rational arguments for why you believe what you believe. I don't want to just blindly say, I believe this. Oh, right. So I spend a lot of time reading books that give me rational reasons for why I believe what I believe. Because I think, I don't know, if, in my opinion... It's not any better to be a follower of Christ just because you say, oh, that's how I was raised. That's that's how we've always been. I don't know if that actually counts as a relationship. I think you should be it and know it. And it's like right now I'm reading a book um, by an author who is talking about how atheism is draws on a lot of faith in, in that for them to believe what they believe takes some extra believing of non-empirical evidence mm-hmm. because they can't prove everything. Right. Because if if there is a God, there would be no man-made test to prove him because he would be outside of space, time, material, and all that because he created it. You can't be inside of something you create. It, it would be the only being that could have a view from nowhere, so to speak. Interesting. It, yeah, it, you can get really deep into this kind of stuff. Yeah, making my brain hurt a little bit. So, uh, And it's, it's sometimes it, it's a slow read. Because you kind of have to go back and go, man, how do I? I? But yeah, so I read a lot of of those kind of apologetics books. But right now, that's it's looking at different. Right now, it's looking at atheism. But yeah, I read two different books last year that focused on, you know, looking at different religions and kind of identifying why you choose this one over that one. What's the worst book you've ever read? The worst book I've ever read? Are you someone that if you are reading a book and you realize that it's bad, you stick with it until the end? Yeah. You do? I (gasps) do because... It's a numbers game for me. If I've invested oh. pages, if I'm beyond the first day, if I'm beyond the first 15 pages, I'm going to finish it. Only 15? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So like the worst book I think I've read is Think and Grow Rich. Oh, okay. Who, who wrote that? Napoleon Hill. Do you remember the book? Jo- was... Jonah's uncle. Yes, him. Yeah. Jonah. Do you remember the book, The Secret, that came out a few years ago? Oh, yeah. Okay. That was the origin of The Secret, Think and Grow Rich. Essentially, oh. it was just... Think good thoughts, put them out in the universe, and they'll come back to Make you. Make your vision board. Yeah. Put a convertible on there. It was that kind of crap. Yeah. And it's just like, okay, come on. Now, I will say there's another book that came out in a similar time called How to Win Friends and Influence People. That is wonderful. That seems a little more like it would have real world prop. Oh, it does. You know. It's it's really big on... It's social engineering. Mm-hmm. It tells you how to get... It's if you used it this way, which sometimes I do, it's, you can use it to get your way with other people. Yeah. Really easily. Okay. All right. So, okay. Um, we're, we're almost at time. So just into two more, two more points. Okay. Two more topics. Um, what, what do you think you and I have in common? Because I like to tell people when people ask, Oh, you have a brother. Are you close? I say we're close by proxy. 
And what I mean by that is I feel like when you and I are apart from each other, we don't necessarily talk to one another very often, but when we're together, I feel like we do have a good rapport and we make each other laugh. We have fun, but it doesn't really go much beyond that. So it's very interesting you say that because I was talking to, when I was playing this morning between sets, we'd just hang out in the back and I was talking to some of the guys about, I was going to do this podcast today. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, you know, our relationship really is based on the past. It's based on reminiscing. And I said, it's not that we have a bad relationship, but it's, it's more of just indifferent mm-hmm. at the moment. And it was a little disappointing. Really? You know? Why? Well, because I do, you know, when I think about it, I'm like, oh, my gosh, I wish that was better because it doesn't feel like, like with Kim, I feel like her and I are starting to develop a little relationship now because we're both pursuing similar avenues in school. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we have new interests and similarities to talk about. Mm-hmm. Whereas I don't think you and I have new ones. Oh, mm-hmm. and I think it's more of just, Hey, you remember when, or it's almost like getting together with high school friends. You know, when you get together, it's great because there was this time where their bond was so strong and you can kind of reminisce on that, but you're not necessarily making new experiences together. Yeah. So I could see that, but, uh, yeah. What was the question? (laughs) Do you, what do you think a relationship is? Oh yeah. How would you kind of identify it? But you've, you've pretty much answered the question. Yeah. But, and, but that's tricky because like you, you had a, a pretty good season for a couple of years where, you were out of the country. So yes, I was. And, and I got, I kind of got some flack from this from the family because I wouldn't engage with you when you were gone. And it wasn't, you know, and it was very passive aggressive and Caucasian. So very waspy, very waspy. But I said, look, he's not here and I'm not going to force a relationship. Mm -hmm. So I'm not trying to be rude, but I also don't see the point in investing in a relationship that's, it's going to be very hard to grow right now. Yeah. And so, but if you're going to be back home now, I think it'd be cool if there were maybe some new interests we could identify and I don't know. I'd be very into that. Maybe write some Golden Girl fan fiction. (gasps) We could write a spec script. Okay. Our own, our own Golden Girl script. Mm Mm-hmm. Love that. Did you see they sold the house last year? Yes, I did. Yeah. The interior looks nothing, nothing like, like I it. thought it would. <laughs> did you see it went for over a million dollars above asking price? I did not. Yeah. A million dollars more. That's crazy. It's insane. That's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I I, I would agree with, with you on that. I also don't, I think we don't really expect anything from each other. No, no. As far as... Like, and that's what I said this, but it's just very indifferent. It's just very, not in a bad way though. No, it's, it's great when it's almost like with cousins. Yeah. You know, it's, you, you enjoy the time when you're together. Yeah. But there's not necessarily a longing when you're apart. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. But it would be nice if we had, if we could find other common things to do. Yes. But we're going to go ride motorcycles. So there we go. Or scooters. Or scooters. Because I've never I've never ridden a scooter. That'd be fun. It would be fun. All right. And my last, this is the last time. Aren't, aren't you so sad? Haven't you had a good time for this I have, last I have had a good hour? Time. Has it been an hour? It has been an hour. Yeah. I've an had, hour and three minutes. I've had fun. Oh, good. I'm glad. Yeah. How yeah, long do you usually go? You with? talked a lot. Jesus. <laughs> that, no. <laughs> That's the point. We're here to talk. Um, so I like to ask my guests. Yeah. Uh, is there a, a person within the LGBTQIA umbrella that has influenced your life or um, someone that you have uh, looked up to that has been a part of the Alphabet Mafia? The Alphabet Mafia. I heard that on TikTok the other day. I thought it was funny. It can't be me either. Uh, okay. Uh, are you, do you know who Ken Follett is? Yes. He wrote The Pillars of the Earth. Yes. And that is either my favorite or top two or three favorite books I've ever read. That is a lengthy book. It's very long. Yes. Yeah, just just under a thousand pages. Yeah, that's all. And I was very depressed when I finished it. Aw. Well, it was like when your favorite show ends because you've been reading this thing for months. Oh, God. Because it's so long and it spans like 60 years. It's about building a cathedral, right? Yes. And it takes a lot, like the book is broken up into like six different decades. Oh, God. So you're with these characters. You see them progress and grow and you've begun these experiences with them and the book's over and you're kind of like, I miss my friends. <laughs> you know? You could reread it, you know? 
I've actually thought about it. It's on my bookshelf downstairs. You could. Yeah. So Ken Follett is a... He is, because I'm thinking of these other people that have been impactful, but they're straight. Like Aaron Sorkin. Oh, yeah. Love his writing. Yeah. And, oh, shoot, there was there was someone else. Or like Andrew Lloyd Webber, uh-huh. who I'm shocked. You know, I figure in that community, he would have... He'd be beating off chorus boys with a stick. It, uh, that didn't sound great. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I think Kinfall is probably... And, and so that's the other thing, too. Sometimes I have no idea that some people are, are gay. Yeah. You know? And when you find out, like, oh... We're really? among you. Yeah, I have. I, I've, I see those lists on like Yahoo or something, and they say stars with their celebrity partners, and those annoy me so much because it's like you'll never guess who came out, and then it's like start the slideshow, and the first picture is like Neil Patrick Harris, and you're like, well, come, Mary, oh, come on, he's great too. Oh, I like, I like, I like me some Neil. There's a ton of them. NPH is kind of like vanilla ice cream. Everybody likes him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, he just, you love you some. Who was the dude that played Templeton the Rat the car, in the cartoon? Paul Lind. Yes. Everybody likes him, too. I love Paul Lind. Or like Elton John. Everybody loves Elton John. Yes. Well, he's a great entertainer, songwriter. He, he yeah. does it all. He does. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for doing this. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, I'm very glad you, you wanted, after the first episode, um, I was not so sure you would enjoy it i thought it was important that i get the chance to at least give my side of things whether people agree with it or not yeah at least i can put it out there and say i put it out there so people if they don't like me at least they're more informed why they don't like me there you go would you call yourself an ally for the community i don't like to see anybody marginalized so if someone was seeking safe haven with me regardless of their beliefs, I'd like to think that I would try to support them to some degree or another. Okay. So that's, I think that's, that's fair. Yeah. Okay. Any last words to the people out there? Shady Pines, Ma. (laughs) 